0: Shalom this is Chazar Ashiro number two, and here we will discuss B'Siyad D'Shmaya, washing your hands while they are wet, uh, when to recite the bracha over La'asyas, and before or after the washing, the requirement to dry your hands, and then talking during the netilah process. So let's get right into it. Starting with, are you allowed to wash your hands, nitila sidaim if your hands are still wet? So the Mechaber, in some Kuf base says that if you fill up a cup of water, and you notice that there's a little bit of dirt on your hands so you can take start emptying a little bit of the cup to wash the dirt off then wash your then can wash a second time to remove the tamma from your hands from the same cup and then wash a third time from the same cup to remove the tamma waters that are now on your hands and then your hands are kosher for for, uh, for eating bread so it comes to the Be'a and he says and the Mishmur, he says you see clearly from here that even though your hands are wet meaning you had that first initial rinse that was to remove the dirt uh, and then you kept on washing it's clearly from here it's clear from here that you're allowed to wash your hands even though your hands are uh, are a little bit wet uh, the Chaz argues on this and he says no he says when the Shulchan Aruch allowed you to wash your hands when they're a little bit wet is because it was all part of the Natila process meaning that first uh you know, pouring of water that you use to remove the dirt, that was part of the netila process in order to start the netila sedayim. But if your hands are stam wet, if something drops in it, if your hands are, are, you know, you just dry to spill and there's a little bit of, of water on your hands, uh, so then the Allah is that if you pour water on your hands, since that water on your hands is tummy, it's going to be mitami, the water that's coming on, and it's an invalid tefillah. And that's the ma'isah, how the Khazanish paskins that your hands need to be completely dry before you wash your hands. And he even goes, you know, so far to say that it's better to be machmir, against the Shulchan Arich, more than the Shulchan Arich, and in the case where that initial pouring was just to remove the dirt you should really make sure to dry it off uh, in between I'm related story that the story that Rav Khan R- 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 Kanievsky was once washing his hands in front of the Chazanish, and a little bit of a drop came out of the faucet and it hit his hand and the Chazanish told him to, to dry his hands and to uh, and to wash again. There, like we saw, there's the mishabura who's Mekel, allows you to wash while your hands are, are wet, and the Chazanish, who's Machmir, who does not allow you to wash your hands while your hands are wet, and you should ask your Rav exactly uh, what to do. The next thing we discussed is when to recite the Bracha. So, Bidar HaKla, we know that all mitzvahs in the Gemara and psachem teaches us this, all brachos that you recite on a mitzvah need to be done over Las yasim, which means you recite the Bracha, and then you do the mitzvah like you find by Talas and Tefillin and Lulav, you Recite the bracha and then you perform the mitzvah. The question is when it comes to Natilah we wash our hands and then we make the bracha. The question is why? Why are we making the bracha after we perform the mitzvah? So the Rush gives two explanations. The Rush in the first explanation explains that we want to have a unanimous washing for everything. And he says, when it comes to tvilah for example, tvilah in the mikveh. So a recites the bracha after he goes to the mikveh. Why does he recite the bracha after he goes to the mikveh? Because beforehand he's not Jewish and he can't make a bracha while he's not Jewish, right? So says the the Rush, all other tevilas that we find for women, for Balakari Kari, also they're going to recite the bracha after they go after they go to the to the mikvah. So he says similarly over here, when a person wakes up in the morning, right, and he does the initial netilas Sidaim, he can't make a bracha because his hands are have ruachra ran, they're tamay and he can't make a bracha. So he needs to wash them first, and then afterwards he can recite the bracha. So, so too, throughout the day, we want to make a unanimous netilas Sidaim, and therefore the a person is always going to wash and then recite the bracha. And the Torah elaborates on this and he goes one step further and he even says that really throughout the day, our hands become, uh, you know, in, like we, we touch areas that are covered, which don't allow us to recite a bracha. And therefore, it's not just a little plug, but it's even more than that, that our hands are, are very busy during the day and they touch, you know, covered parts of our, of our body. And therefore, you won't be allowed to recite a bracha. And therefore, whenever you're washing for bread, you should really wash and then recite the bracha. That's the first reason why we make the bracha not over las yassa, meaning we perform the mitzvah, and then we make the bracha. The second reason the Rush gives is that the mitzvah of Netilei Sadaim has two parts to it. There's the washing, and then the drying. If a person eats without drying his hands, so that's, it's as if he's eating tummy bread, the like Gemara says, and we're going to see shortly. So therefore, the halacha is that a person, that even if you washed your hands... Um, even if you wash your hands, you can still make the bracha because the bracha is still considered over las yasam because the mitzvah is finished when you dry your hand. And since you haven't dried your hands yet, it's still considered over last yasam and therefore you can make, uh, you, can, you can still recite the bracha after performing the mitzvah. So again, two reasons why we recite, why we, we perform the mitzvah of washing our hands and then recite the bracha as opposed to all other mitzvahs where we make the bracha beforehand and then we recite uh, where we make the brach before and then then we perform the mitzvah so the reason the reason is two reasons reason number 1 according to according to the Rush and, and the tourists, because your hands are dirty throughout the day, and therefore, you need to clean them before you make the bracha. Reason number two is that it's still really considered over last yesam, because the mitzvah finishes when uh, you are drying your hands. lemaisa the B.C. Yosef writes that, uh, that when the Rush gives these two reasons, he's basically saying this kind of as like a limut on why we don't make the bracha beforehand. He says, but if a person knows that his hands are clean, he should really recite the bracha, and then perform the mitzvah, just like every other mitzvah, the like slab talis and tefillin, where you make the bracha and then perform the mitzvah. He says only if you know that your hands uh, aren't, you know, aren't clean, then you need to wash your hands and make the bracha. But you should really do it over last yassam. Lameisa, the 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 shulchan quotes quotes, um, quotes the opinions, and he says that the custom has become that a person washes his hands and then uh, and then recites and then recites the the bracha, and what's the reason? Because we assume that our hands are very busy throughout the day, and our hands probably touched, you know, covered areas of the body, or we did other places, and therefore you need to wash your hands before reciting the bracha, that's how the the Shulchan Aruch That it seems that that uh, that it, since we your hands are usually dirty, therefore you make the the you wash and then you make the bracha. However, the bare halacha is medaic from the language of the Shulchan Aruch that if a person knows that his hands are clean, he should for sure recite the bracha and then perform the mitzvah. We mentioned that this is what Rav Shechter actually does, but it seems that the majority of Ashkenazi Paskim, Shulam and all the other ones, um, and also the the Yalkut Yosef, the all Paskin Allah Lamaisa. That uh, like the Shulchan Aruch, that a person washes his hands, and then he recites, uh, and then he recites the brach. And then we mentioned that the Gemara was, as we mentioned briefly in the Rash, that the Gemara says that part of, of, the, of the mitzvah is also to draw your hands, right? The Gemara says that someone who eats, this is the Gemara in Sota, someone who eats bread while his hands are wet, it's as if he's eating tummy bread. And there's two reasons given for this. Either because your hands, which are still wet, could be metame, the bread. Or reason number two is that because it's most, it's like a, it, it's it's gross to eat bread and make it soggy, uh, while you are uh, you know, and therefore you need to and therefore you need to dry your hands because if your hands are wet while you're eating the bread, it's going to be, um, it's going to be gross. Uh, and this is the how the Shulchan Aruch that your hands need to be dry before before um, before eating the bread, um, and. So what we discussed was uh, a dryer. If you have, uh, you know, sometimes in yeshivas, they have uh, air dryers that will dry your hands. So could you use an air dryer to dry your hands? We said, according to both of these reasons, it would seem pasht that it would be allowed, right? Reason number one is to remove any tummy water that's on your hand. um, To remove any tummy water that's on your hand, so you're drying it, so it's going to be okay. And reason number two of, you know, eating with wet hands is most, so at the end of the day, your hands are, uh, your hands are most. Now, it's interesting to point out that the Mishabura says that even if we wash twice on each hand and we remove the tummy waters, still uh, the custom has become to follow, to follow uh, the, this halach and the shulchan arach, that there might be a little bit of tummy water left on your hands, and therefore you dry it uh, completely. The, the shulchan arach and the next if in Sifid Gimel Paskins, that if you do it in a way that it's, there's for sure no tummy water in your hands, where you completely dunk your hands in a mikvah or in a mayan or, uh or you wash with a revius, so then you don't need to dry your hands. And the brua quickly points out, he says, but one second, you still have the second reason. You have the second reason of ma'os, that if your hands are really wet, and uh, and you're touching bread, so the bread is going to be ma'os, and therefore, you should really dry your hands. And the Aruch HaShulchan said that, today the custom is to always dry your hands, meaning even if you know that your hands are completely tar, meaning you dipped it in a mikveh, or you um, or you uh, you washed it with a revius, or you wash twice on each hand, and you know there's for sure no tummy water left, the custom has become... To, to completely uh, dry your hands. So that is the sugya of the mitzvah of, uh, of, of, of the bracha, of one exactly to recite the bracha, and also uh, the drying of the hands. The so next thing we discussed was talking during the netilah process. So we broke down the netilah process into three different sections. There's after you wash your hands and before you recite the bracha. There's after you wash your hands, recite the bracha, and before you dry it. And then there's after you recite your hands, after you wash your hands, you recite the bracha and you dried it before you make the bracha of uh, of, of moz. So those are the, the three different, um, I guess, sections of, uh, of, of Natila Sidaim. So let's just briefly remind ourselves of why we recite the bracha after we wash, right? So we recite the bracha after we wash for two reasons. Reason number one is because maybe your hands are impure and then for the first time you can make the bracha is just now, right? Just now after the washing. Or, or reason number two, is because the conclusion of the mitzvah is is by drawing. So therefore you're still it's still considered like over yasam when you're reciting the bracha after the, the washing of the hand. So now let's talk about the talking if someone talks during the Natilah process. So we'll start with case number one. Case number one is if a person talks in between washing and the bracha. Okay? So he goes to the sink, he fills up the cup He washes his hands before he's about to recite the bracha, he starts to talk. So, what's he doing in that moment? So, is that considered a hafsik or not? So, let's think about it. What's the reason why we recite the bracha right after washing the hands? So, reason number one is because our hands weren't pure beforehand. So, we couldn't recite it beforehand. So, this is the first available time that we can really wash our hands. So, what's our bracha really going on? Our bracha is going on the washing that just happened. So, if I'm speaking now, in between the washing and the bracha, I'm having a hapsik between the washing and the bracha. And the ritva and the the Rishonim point out that just like there's, you're not allowed to make a hapsik between the bracha that you perform before a mitzvah, or before eating an apple, or you know I can't make a bracha bore priya eats and then go talk to my friend before I take a bite, right? So too when I'm reciting the bracha after the mitzvah, like in our case, it also needs to be juxtaposed and you can't be mafzik. So it seems according to the first reason, right, that talking between the washing and the, the bracha is a huge hefzik. And even according to the second reason, what's the second reason? The second reason of why we recite the bracha after washing is because it's considered over for what? For the netilah, right? For, for, excuse me, for the drying. But over here, if I'm, because drying is part of the mitzvah, but if over here I'm disconnected, disconnecting the washing from the drying, so it seems like I'm totally being mafsik here. And the maysa, the, the tzlach, the no the bihuda, right? He yells about this and he says that people... Don't know, people make this mistake. And really, this is the worst time to speak because if you're speaking in between the washing and the bracha, you're completely disconnecting the mitzvah from the bracha. And therefore, the Shulchan Aruch, also says this, that it's, it's a huge have And the Pisgit is passing as Allah as well. So if a person does speak in between the washing and the bracha, says the Pisgit chuva what should he do? He should... Dry his hands, dirty his hands again, recite, uh, wash again, and then you'll be able to recite the bracha. But if you didn't, if you didn't, um, if you washed and then you smoke, that's that's the biggest mistake, uh, and therefore you would have to wash again. If you did recite the bracha, meaning if you washed, spoke, and recite the bracha, so then you don't, then uh, you don't need to wash your hands again, and you don't, uh, and you don't recite the bracha again. Comes Rav Avadi, though, and he argues on the on the tzach, on the Shulchan Aruch on the Piskei and he says that even if you did speak. In between the washing and the bracha, you can still recite the bracha. What's his logic? His logic is that since the other reason that it's overlasiyasam for the drawing, so since you still have part of the mitzvah, you can make the bracha on that, on the drawing itself. Okay? So if you washed your hands, spoke, and you didn't yet uh, dry your hands, so says Revavadia, make the bracha, and the bracha is going to go specifically on the drawing. So those are the, this is a, <coughs> Excuse me, this is a very fundamental machokas and very important. What happens if a person washes his hands and he speaks? According to the majority of Ashkenazi poskim? you should get your hands dirty again, wash again, and recite a bracha. According to Ravavadya, the Allah would be that you can still make a bracha. And a huge nafkimina is if you're standing at the kitchen counter, you washed your hands, you didn't yet make a bracha, but the person in front of you who washed before you just finished making his bracha out loud on Latil sidaim. Should you answer Amin or not? According to the Ashkenazi post, you should not answer Amin. Why not? Because you're being mafsik between the mitzvah and the, and the bracha. Just like I'm not allowed to answer Amin. If I make a Bore Priya Eights, right, and I'm about to eat an apple, and you just finished your Bore Priya Eights, I'm not allowed to answer Amin before I take a bite. So, to over here, before I recite the bracha, I'm not allowed to answer Amin. However, a Vavadi would say that you would be allowed. Uh, you would be allowed in such a case to answer, uh, answer Amin. What about this, the second case, the second uh, part of Netila Sadaim? Let's say I went to the sink, I washed my hands, and I recited the bracha, but I didn't yet dry my hands, right? And then I spoke in that situation. It, does that nullify my netilah uh, or not? So again, let's think about, let's go back to the drawing table of what are the reasons why we recite the bracha after the netilah Right, really, all bracha should be over lassiyasim. So, reason number one, we said it's because it's the first available time. We assume your hands are dirty throughout the day, right? So here, I washed my hands and I recited the bracha right away. So it would seem that I was I was yotzi that part. I I did it over lassiyasim. What about the second answer? The second reason of why I dry my hand, of why I recite the bracha after washing the hands, is because it's still considered overlash yasam for the drying. So over here, I kind of broke that up because I washed my hands, I recited the bracha, and then I spoke before I, 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 uh, I dried my hands. So what's the halacha? Do I need to wash again or not? So comes Reb Tziena and he says, uh, he says no, he says the ikor reason why we wash our hands, why we recite the bracha, excuse me, why we recite the bracha after washing our hands, the main reason why we recite the bracha after washing, washing our hands is because we assume that our hands are dirty throughout the day. Like the Shulchan Aruch says and that was the language of the Shulchan Aruch, and that's why if you would wash your hands, recite the bracha and then speak, you do not need to, uh, you do not need to go back. Meister of Avadia, he argues on this and he says, no, if you wash your hands, recite the bracha and then you speak, that's the biggest hafzik, right? Because Ravavadya felt that the main that the bracha is mainly going on what? On the drying and therefore, since I spoke between the bracha and the drying, that was the Uh, and therefore it's... Um, it's not. Uh, it's it's not considered a good. Uh, uh, I, I was mafsek between the bracha and the and the mitzvah and, and the main Afkamina Main is the main case, right? According to Rav Tzina Bashal, if I washed my hands and I and I rec- and I recited the bracha and then I hear someone saying a bracha before I dry my hands, I can answer amen because I already was Mikhaim the mitzvah. According to Rav Avadia, you should not answer amin. Why? <coughs> Excuse me, I shouldn't answer amin because it's a hafsek between the bracha, and the, and the mitzvah, which is the drawing, right? The drawing is part of the mitzvah. And if I speak between the bracha and the drawing, that's like, again, speaking between my, my reciting of the bracha and, uh, and uh, on an apple and eating the apple itself. Uh, and therefore, in such a situation, says Vadya, not to um not to answer amin in between the bracha and the drawing of the hands. So that was the second scenario. And then the third scenario is I washed my hands. I recited the bracha, and then I uh, and and I dried my hand, and then I spoke. What is the halach in, in such a situation? Is that a half not? So the Gemara says that a person needs to be somekh, uh the washing of his hands to the reciting of the bracha. And there's a machlokas we Does that mean my machronim, or does that mean my rishonen? Right. So the Rambam learns that it means my achronim, which means I need to have wash my machronim and then bench right away. But what would come out is that I don't need to. If I do speak in between the al Natilah sidaim like finishing the brach val netilas daim and hamotz lechem in Aretz, I won't have uh, that. That's okay. Meaning it's not the, it's not the end of the world because there's no answer to that. But the the rush, the rush learns that no, when the gemara says take it for the bracha, it's referring to the first water, to, to the washing before the bread, and therefore I need to make the the bracha as quickly as possible. To the as close as possible to the bracha of hamotzi, I need to make the the bracha sadaim as close as possible to the bracha of hamotzi, and therefore I should not uh, speak in uh, in the middle. The shulchan aruch seems to pass in like the like the 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 ramba meikradin, meaning he says he says that a person does not need to be careful to juxtapose the washing to to the bracha of hamotzi. Right, so he quotes the he quotes the Rambam and then he quotes the Rush and he says that some are careful and it's good to be careful. It says it's good to follow the Rush, right? It's good to be careful to juxtapose them as much as possible. But it's mashber from the from the Shulchan Aruch, that if you don't, if you speak in the interim, it's, it's not the end of the world. And the Maysa, the even though the Rambam is machmer and he also says that you shouldn't even you know wait the amount of time that it takes to walk twenty two amma. A person should really try to ju- juxtapose the bracha valn tiels to the Amotis, the mishra bura paskins. Um, that if that if a person is mafsik and he doesn't need to go back and, and wash his hands again, um, a second time, and and the river of Osefrayim, he quotes an example, he says, Even if you speak, even if someone you know asks you, Hey, what time is it, and you forgot that you washed, that you're waiting for the hamotzi and you say, Oh, it's nine o'clock, or whatever it is, the is that you would not need to, uh, you do not need to go back. So, the most makel what emerges is as follows the most makel time to speak is after you. Washed, made the bracha, and dried your hand, and in between the hamotzi, because there you have shita. The that it's Matul lechatilah, and uh, or at least it's definitely not us, and, and and the and the shulchan seems to 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 incline that way. And in, in such a situation, if you do hear a bracha, meaning if you washed your hands, you made a bracha, and then you dry them, and then you hear a bracha for someone else, everyone agrees that you're allowed to answer amen I to the to the bracha. So let's just quickly review this sugyah of um of Talking in between uh, or during the Natila process. So, case number one that we described is after you washed your hands, but before the bracha. So, I went to the sink, I washed my hands. I'm about, to, I'm about to, um, I'm about to recite the bracha, and I accidentally speak. So, according to Ashkenazim, it's a hafzik Gummer, and I speak. I need to dry my hands again. I need to wash them again, and I need to recite the bracha. Ravavadi says no, I can still recite the bracha. Why? Because the bracha is going to be going on the dry. Answering Amin in such a situation, in between the washing and the reciting of the bracha, Ashkenazim are going to say it's Asr, and Ravavadya is going to say that it's allowed. The next category is, I washed my hands, I recited the bracha, but it didn't yet dry. So according to Rav Tziena and Ashkenazim, they would say that if I speak in such a time, it's, it doesn't nullify the mitzvah. I meaning it doesn't nullify the bracha. Why? Because the bracha went on the washing that happened just beforehand. I, I did juxtapose the washing to the bracha. It just happens to be that I made a hafsig between the bracha and the dry. But the bracha was chal on the washing that happened beforehand. And therefore, it, you shouldn't speak. But if it's done, you don't need to wash again. Um, and Rav Abadeh forbids. In such a situation, he says, he says that the bracha is really going on on the, on the drying of your hands, right? And since the bracha is going on the drying of your hands, if you speak in between the bracha and the drying, that's, uh, that's considered uh, a hefzik, um and that's going to be problematic. What about answering amin in such a situation? So again, Rav Ashkenazim, Rav Tina Bishol will say it's allowed, because I was ready, the bracha went on the washing that was beforehand, and Rav Avadil will say that it's, uh, that it's asr. And then what about in between, I washed, I made the bracha, I dried my hands, and now I'm sitting at the Shabbos table waiting for the balabas to do a motzi. If I speak in that situation, then it's not, I, ideally you shouldn't, but if you do, it's not a hafzik. And if I hear a bracha from someone else, the kuli it's going to be mutter to answer, uh, to answer amin. And then we concluded with two other halachas. One halacha is that a person is, um, should not dry his hands with his own clothing, because that's kashe, kashe l'shechah, can cause a person to uh, To forget his uh, to forget his learning, uh, and then when discussing, and then and then um, reciting the bracha while drying your hands. Sorry, yeah, reciting the bracha while drying your hands is that mutter uh, is that mutter or not? So Reb Chaim quoted from uh, from the Chazanish that the Chazanish would sometimes recite the bracha as he's drying his hands, and his explanation that he gave is that since part of the mitzvah is drying your hands, so it's not considered like I'm doing something else while performing the mitzvah. Meaning. The halach is that you're not allowed to be busy with other things while you are saying a bracha, or while you're performing a mitzvah. So here, why are you allowed to recite the bracha while you're drying your hands? Right? So explains the, chaz, explains the explains the chazunish or Reb Chaim Kanewski explaining the, the practice of the chazunesh, is that since the drawing is part of the mitzvah, so it's not considered like I'm doing some mundane activity. The Meister of Zalman was machmir on this. And he felt that you need to um, that a person should recite the bracha and then dry his hands. A person shouldn't be busy drying his hands while he's uh, while he's reciting the bracha.